Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Why don't you make my name the Batman Little Badger? You know, no, you know Batman no, Shitty no, Moose? No. No. Batman, no. Batman we don't, Squad we Dog? We don't need any poor segue euphemisms. And he builds a building. He wipes his brow. He's like, man, that looks good. And then Ultron just takes a gigantic cyber ship right over top of it. You'll, you'll hurt in laughter after stepping on it, but it fits like a glove. Yeah. You'll step on it again, you masochist. <laughs> don't rate it and do it live because this is Purjangers and Wallhangers 220th podcast. And of course, the only podcast to bring all five nerdy infinity stones together and give them to you in small bite-sized pieces every week. This is the Triforce podcast, of course, and I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. In the Projanger box, we have all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, Wonderful Woman, and Link approves. It's it, that's the end of the show, bud. That's the end of the show. And of course, five time already. Co-host and co-founder Christopher Bristow, the old man, and our special guest that is. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- well, we might as well get this out of the way. That is the producer, Big Brother, taking our mascot, Hero of Time, outside because I got all theatrical in the beginning here. I usually save that for the end, and that's how he, that's his cue to know that it's time to go outside and it's the end of the podcast. So I threw Link for a loop, and he's already back inside. But our special <laughs> guest returning once again, the ultimate pen and ink man. Frank Percy. What's up, everyone? All right, Frank. So before we start, let's uh, let's get your the website that uh, yes that we can vote for you at. Okay, it's uh, Evil Expo yep. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to go, to, go to their link, and um, yeah, I couldn't figure what it was. Yeah, at the Greater DoubleTree Hilton. There you go, and uh, you're going to find uh, Big Teeth Graphics. That's me. And uh, just, if you can, just shoot me a vote. Dope name. Really like love the name. the name. Oh, yeah. Big Teeth Graphics, yeah. Graphics with bite. <laughs> I love, the, oh, I love the, that. It's got a great motto, too. You got to have a great motto, you know? Um, Everything high school can squeeze out of me, they gave <laughs> But I really, uh, you know, and then looking at your artwork, it's always great. You know, you. you have a great styling of it, and he's it, definitely got a unique visual style. It and the shots you've been putting out for Caribe the Hunted, um, I really like. I'm liking what I'm seeing here, especially with the main protagonist. Like, it's very. I've been going through a lot of comics right now. I'm. Uh, I was reading today, Sweet Tooth, uh, on Comicsology, mm-hmm. and that's when you get comics in that. The modern comic, uh, it looks good. The words are nice. It's very legible. It's very clear. But there's something to be said about the comics that really go for the artistic version or just something you're used to and they tweak it a little bit. There's something about that that really draws the reader in. And I see that a little bit in Career eBay and your artwork in general. It's just it's like a mix of both worlds. It's a little bit of the modern look, but it still has that feel of in the Marvel room. Right. Well, that comes from um, 
well, I, I grew up in the seventies reading comic books and they had a certain look and there was a certain level of that. I guess Stan and his art department and everybody that they hired had it. Yeah. Now I was never a part of them back then. I was just a kid reading it. And there were certain artists that I gravitated towards. And uh, I guess it's just part of the DNA of who I am as an artist. But then uh, other things that I like, um, you know, uh, as far as like painters, other illustrators, it's all in that sludge of the uh, inkwell that uh, I, I try to like, uh, you know, bring out as best I can. You know, so you had a you had a base level of inspiration from Stan and and the and the 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 comics that you read, and then other things kind of also added to your to your art style that led to that inspiration. Absolutely, absolutely. John Buscema, Gil Kane, uh, they're they're like you know nailed to the wall in the back of my head. So uh, they're always there. There's something there, nowhere near that level, but uh, you know I, I always try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Frank Frazetta is not far off, but you know, he's, you know, yeah. Well, he's, well he's, we're here to support you, man. Yeah, man I, I, think that we could do. I also know how I want to say self-deprecating, but I'm going to say how modest artists can be with their work, because when you're surrounded by great people, you don't see your own greatness. An artist's worst enemy is, is, is himself. You know, um, he, he torpedoes, um hamstrings self-sabotages you know trips in his own traps you mm -hmm. know anyway um it's uh it's just just the way it is i mean uh few artists are that confident about their work and uh you know it shows um uh, but uh, a lot of people are just like really you know they walk around with a limp because they shoot themselves in the foot me being you know um but it's there it's it's kind of hard to see what people, when they say that, you know, because all you see is the flaws, Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, especially when you're an artist, you, there's a level of perfectionist that you have to have, you know? And I, I want to do, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a fan fiction script, all right? Cat's going to follow me on this one. You know where I'm going with this, Cat? Because I'm thinking Van, so. I'm thinking Van Gogh. <laughs> I'm thinking Doctor Who fan script to where the doctor comes and visits Frank. Crazy alien monsters come. At the end of it, he pulls a Van Gogh, pulls Frank into the future and shows him like a oh, big box yeah. office of Caribe the Hunted. And, you know, you get that Van Gogh moment right there, man. That's with what the, I... That, with the nine sequels in the ending. Oh, no. You, 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 after he gets his first cry, then he's like, all right, come back in the TARDIS. Now we go to the real shocker. Caribe, the hunted 72. <laughs> back wow, in blue. 72. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's got an I'm hoping for, interesting I'm hoping premise. for issue four. Like, I'm wishing I had issue four, you know. Like, you know, I'm trying to get one. <laughs> one is coming out this year. This year is coming out, so. Oh, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab okay. that first print, man, and I'm going to hold everyone, on to it. Everyone here is going to get a free copy and a, a sketch back cover. Oh, awesome. awesome. You are amazing. Awesome. I have an idea for you, Frank. Um, have you ever thought about doing someone, like, narrates your book? Like, so you draw it out without the words, and you give the person what, they, what they're supposed to say, like, per pane, and make that, like, an audio interactive graphic novel. Yeah. I, 
seen that. I've seen that, and it looks really. The, um, what is it? The walk done right. Yeah. The first issue was done that way, but it, it still had the text. Yeah. But someone was reading it, and a few other ones. Oh, that would but, be. But flip the script movie. on it and take the words out of the out of the painting. Yeah, it just it, the so words you, get in the way. I mean, you know I'm... and it should be Matthew doing his best Snoop Dogg impression. For the I mean, for, for I'm just saying I wasn't gonna. <laughs> You know, actually, I'm not going to lie. I was going to suggest myself because <laughs> who else? No, no, we, no, who else with a it, better oh. announcer voice than my? That would be fantastic. I would love to do that. Exclusive and just have like you just, the first three pages are read by Matt. The other three. Pages although are I, read I will by say Pat. this: as great as my voice is, I will need a pronunciation coach. No. Absolutely no. not. You just, just want me just, to complete Frank, the fuck up and just go with it? Pages that require no names. <laughs> we need you raw. Just making yeah. making it like that uh, Steve Morrison bit on uh, who is it? Who's the boss reading Harry Potter? Uh, Tony Danza reading Harry, Harry Potter. Danza. Was a wizard. Harry was a wizard. <laughs> this is a kid's book. Am I This is a kid's book. But that's. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be just like. I that. would love to do that, man. I Frank, would 100 put in a lot that. of complicated names, many different <laughs> with <laughs> multiple Kelly would, syllables. Yeah, Kelly would ask you add a lot of Japanese names in. <laughs> if you how add about, a Q, that's how about triple a word accent, score. A woman with a Spanish accent that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Matt as a mm. woman with a Spanish accent. Yeah, I'm not yes. going to do that on live camera. I don't want to. I don't want to call. I don't want to cause the financial burden of Katerina getting in her car, driving, and paying all those tolls just to come ring my doorbell and smack <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> to come down here, you know. I'm trying to be a thoughtful I friend. I will stand out my backyard and yell in your general direction, and eventually you'll hear it. It'll get there. I don't know if it'll, will get there. it'll be fine. It will get there. That'll be like a sonic boom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll start It'll off be the burning podcast. up with a yoga fire. <laughs> well, this is going to be a yoga fire because we're going to start off the podcast with what have has everybody been watching? Because Netflix just dropped uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Yes, and. Uh, I haven't read the the comics, and I kind of want to treat this series like Big Brother and I did with Game of Thrones to where I'm going to watch the series, and then I will go back and read the comics. I restarted Castlevania because it's coming out tomorrow. It is. Four, yeah. season, Here? four season is out. I yes. had I had somebody, uh, Wall Janger Joe Gilmore, who's probably going to pop on like a Matt cast with me at some point. Um, he... Told, he came to me and he was like, "Hey man, is Castlevania any good?" I was like, "Yes, it's fucking amazing." What are you, what are you even saying right now? <laughs> like, it's the whole yeah. hope of video game movie adaptations, you know. So I'm really stoked for that. But Jupiter's Legacy, I was, I loved that first season. Yeah, and then I started watching Invincible, so I'm, I'm on <laughs> episode three yeah. of that. So, <laughs> yeah, Invincible, man. I loved Kevin Smith's reaction because he was like, I was about to text Mark Kirkman. And he told this to uh, Robert Kirkman. He was like, I was about to text Robert Kirkman and say, man, what a great, wholesome show before the very ending of the first episode. And then he saw Omni-Man kill the Guardians of the Globe. And he was like, what the fuck? (laughs) But it was just, 
it was d- spoiler that alert. kind of and then in that interview Robert which is Turner, also another podcast on PJ and Andy, Andy WH yeah yeah occasionally <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to the theater that opens if a theater ever opens yeah. again if um there's hope in the rest of the country just not pe- for Pennsylvania um but <laughs> I was I was I, I was watching you. you know Jupiter's Legacy I was watching the Bad Batch loved Bad Batch episode 2 they're doing right by that show um Katarina, what have you been watching? A better question would be, what have I not been watching? Because I really feel like I have seen every single thing that there is to see. I watched Shadow and Bone. I watched Schubert's Legacy. I watched Invincible. How was Shadow and Bone? It was good. It was good. Um, I tried the Nevers, but I really couldn't get through the first episode. I had a hard time. Um, It's a Joss Whedon thing. I know. My buddy was like, no, but it's good. I'm trying not to support Joss Whedon thing, yeah. so I haven't watched it. I give everything like a two episode rule, but if I can't get through your first episode, I'm not going to struggle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's... Been, I've just been watching a lot of. There's a lot of stuff out there right now that oh, falls yeah. into that sci-fi fantasy. It's um, the only shortage we don't stuff. have. Yeah, and yeah. well, good, good sci-fi. Yeah. Too. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, I just started the expanse not that long ago. So I'm kind of, catching so up on that good. As well. there's yes, just a lot show. of stuff out there Ooh, and yeah, I'm to watch all of it, but you guys are putting out way too, I can't keep up. I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I got I kids. Children. I got a job. I got, I got things kids. to do. I, got, I can't. I, I have social responsibility. <laughs> yeah. There's almost too much. You're back in the office now, aren't you? I got to sleep. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I am. Sleep. Yeah. So Frank, what That's have you? My favorite out of all of them, Frank. Sleep? Are you <laughs> kidding? Yeah, Frank, you're breaking up. Yeah, what have you been watching, Frank? Um, I've actually caught. I was. Uh, I revisited. Uh, what is it? Love. Uh, oh, de- love, death, and robots. Yes, love that show. because it's the new ones coming out. Yeah. tomorrow. Right. Oh my god! So well, I've so been. Much. I mean, I'm a real huge fan of it. It is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful art, like most of them. Yeah. There's a few stinkers in there, but you know, yeah, I can like clip through them. But uh, I really great. love that whole series. Um, and tomorrow is the uh, the new one, and uh, it's yeah. little twenty minute little stories, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, they put it to animation, which is some of like I said, some of them are beautiful. The three D ones are just mm-hmm. beyond belief. But even the one that was like a animation um sucker of souls yes i just thought it was just absolutely gorgeous so oh, i yeah. can't imagine what's going to be you know uh what's coming on tomorrow which i'm going to see right i mean the, you the get robots uh, robots picking up dog poop i know i saw that um yeah. so that's going to be like another like i don't know almost like wally episode but you know <laughs> netflix has this thing where they really they they kind of honed in on anthologies and they really did, you know? And, I mean, speaking of anthologies, I might as well say it. I was part of an anthology. It's an ongoing Word. series, indie version, um, indie project. It's from Ripped Studios. It's called Tales from the Morgue, Unfortunate Deaths in Unfortunate Ways. Episodes one and two are out there on YouTube, uh, which is Close Shave and Until Death. I wrote Until Death and directed uh, with the great Stefan Johnson voicing Ulrich, the town's mortician. And he goes through his uh, favorite uh, tales of unfortunate deaths. Uh, it was 
indie funded, so it's very short episodes. They're like, you know, two and a half, you know, three minute episodes. Um, but we got episodes one and two up there. Me and Joe are always, you know, throwing ideas back and forth and we want to do it. We just, you know, it's indie funding. So <laughs> we're poor. <laughs> but we got those two episodes out there and I I really do love anthologies like Love, Death and Robots and yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. I think it's um, been I think I think you can kick start the project back up with the the one of the people in this room. Ooh, damn. I mean the first two the first, the second and the last animator we had was Russian and I don't know Putin may have taken him out. So, not sure what happened to that guy. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say, my guy. Well, now I can't go to but, Russia. But, but a, a case of a concrete go poisoning, you know. The Serbs are watching. Wow. I know I wasn't going um, to Russia, but still. So, Matt, I've been watching... The opinions given in this podcast are not a reflection of me, the other host of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little disclaimer there. Please continue. So, we have Chris, the um, American middle. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm burning through uh, watching all of Schitt's Creek right okay. now. Oh, so, I love that. That's and one then, I haven't gone through. I've heard a lot of people do it though, and take yeah, that because plunge. um, I wanted to watch it. Like it's one of those shows that I watch with my wife. So like, and we watch like three or four at a time. So now we're just going through the entire series because uh, they're up to season so five. Yeah. Um, and then Mayor of Easttown, I'm watching that on HBO Max, which is very good. I clicked on it, but I didn't pay any attention. I was doing news, but <laughs> I did give it a go. I did give it a click because you told me to, but. Big brother and myself. It's Delco. Yeah, Big Brother and myself actually. Oh, one, yes, yeah. Someone, uh, someone who was watching that, told me about it. It yeah. is is good. It's, it's good. good. Yeah. Okay. Has Evan Peters in it too. Nice. Um, Big Brother and myself. We did the Doctor Who plunge. We're going back in right. through the season, and we're loving it. But the the thing that we really honed in on is episode one, season one, uh, the end of the episode. No spoilers needed because, you know, Rose is going to end up traveling with the doctor. And he gives her that. He comes back. He leaves. He's like, all right, I'm going. And he comes back. He's like, you know, it travels in time. She looks at Mickey, her boyfriend, says, thanks. He says, for what? She says, exactly. And runs into the arms of the doctor in the TARDIS. That is the sickest fucking burn ever. That was a good burn. You know, I mean, she was just like, yeah, exactly. Fuck you, numb nuts. And then goes traveling in time with the doctor. <laughs> and then in the later episodes, he goes, but you left me. I told you why. I would have <laughs> left him too. He was a fucking loser in the beginning of that show. That just oh. reminds me of Chevy Chase. And it's like, and this is one Merry of those- Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss his ass. Kiss my ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> you know, but there's something about that first doctor, Christopher Eccleston, to where any role that you see him in, you just love. And he's now open to doing more Who, and he's going to be doing that big finish thing. Yeah, I'm really excited for his big finish. Oh, yeah. Man. He's got such an expressive voice that, you, you know, whatever comes through on those audio, I, I, I'm calling them tapes, like anyone listens to freaking tapes. <laughs> he, he no. I had a. CDs? I had like, somebody tell even, me they listened to books on tape. Really? On a forty-five. Yeah, I didn't know they sold the tape. <laughs> I was like, what? I can't you wait till the eight track comes out. I that. know that's what I'm waiting for I'm the eight tracks. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. I had an eight track player that looked like an alien spaceship. What a would. record player in the center. Yeah, you would. You would. I would. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you still don't have it. You don't. 
<laughs> well, in my day, I listen to classic Queen on remembers. Oh man, you just, speaking of Queen, my favorite, one of my favorite bands, The Struts. They're doing a We Will Rock You cover, and it's mm-hmm. releasing at midnight tonight. I can't Ooh. fucking wait to listen to that. All right, because for what? Uh, the Struts. Yeah, no, but are they releasing it for anything in particular? Uh, they're just releasing. They're... I think they're just releasing it everywhere tonight. Oh, okay. So it's they're also like releasing it for the next story. And we will start <laughs> off. <Great> segue. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start off with this first story, but tonight, <laughs> native Captain America, Venom shows its Woody, Russian Deadpool footballer, and more on the Triforce podcast. I and- like Frank's reaction. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, want what? you to pop over here to pjandwh.com. We're going to find all the funny, luggy, and nuttiness right up top here in the fu- all the funniest moment videos, as well as last week's Triforce podcast, Nerdy Gaming Gangbang. Get your square soft on. <laughs> Believe it or not, Chris had his hands in making that title, too. Yes, I did. Wait, okay. little, his face is red. I buy that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I buy that for a dollar. I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so our first story, Katarina went on uh, a podcast called The Take and already talked about this story a little bit. But oh, talk I did. <laughs> at length and very opinionative, like we know her and love her. Um, ooh, hit the... One or game cat uh, display two or one, whichever one. There we go. Hey, now, you're now, back. Now you're back. Welcome um, back, folks. So, Marvel introduces a new Captain America from the Kickapoo tribe. A five part United States of Captain America will introduce a Native American hero named Joe Gomez. Why does it have to be Joe? What's wrong with Joe? You gotta make like all right. It's gotta be an American first name or Jorge or is it? I mean, does Gomez even sound Native American? Well, the Kickapoo tribe is Mexican and oh, there you go. It's the Americas. It's like the Americas, not just North America, but it's. I read before America. I didn't know if I wanted to know if it was a real tribe or if it was a made up name. Yeah, yeah, Kickapoo is real. Yeah. But it is yeah. a real tribe, and it um, has that's, so that think sounds, of like sounds like Texas, privilege. California, New Mexico, Mexico. Like I just it, so oh the, the part where Gomez they thought that was their sense. land, but then the U.S. came in and said, "Get the fuck out." Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. correct. That part. That part. All right. I got it now. The Jefferson part. <laughs> <laughs> this is my land, and Katarina is banned. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mark send you that song? I probably would be. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe Gomez of the Kickapoo Tribe as the newest Captain America, because why not? Um, Joe Gomez is created by geoscientist and and Lippin... What was that? Lippin Apache writer Darcy Little Badger. That is a Native American name. I'll accept the Darcy. Her name is Darcy Little Badger. That's a cool name. It's an awesome name, man. Yeah. And I imagine her like in like. She needs a comic book series. Post-apocalyptic kind of like warrior woman garb. And she comes in. She's going to kick your ass and take names. That, that's a fucking name right there. That's a name. Yeah. Yeah. But when you say Darcy, I think of the neighbor from Married with Children. 
Oh, I think of uh, uh, Marcy Darcy. No, I think of uh, Kat Dennings on uh, WandaVision. Darcy. Yeah, you're thinking that. I'm going back. I'm going. I'm going Marvel. I'm going Al Bundy. <laughs> that fits. Um, Can we meet in the middle? So, we meet in the middle? <laughs> and Qualip Mikump Quike. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that's a seizure. That's what I'm saying. I Lots think of that's names name. like that in yours, Frank. Do the Lots of okay. Names. Are you choking? I'm choking. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Matt. Man, do that again. Um, the first na- uh, First Nation artist, David Coulter, got that one. Um, <laughs> the newest member of Captain America's ranks will make his debut in the United States of Captain America number three. Somebody, uh, something I love about Joe is his day job. It represents everything he stands for as a hero. Little Badger explained. See, doesn't that sound? So amazing out of my mouth. Little Badger is explaining that. I might change my name to Matt Man Little Badger. You know, no, you know Matt Man Shitty no. Moose. No. Man, no. Matt no. Man Squatting we don't, Dog. We don't need any poor segue euphemisms. No. Damn. no, no. Um, no. But he works as a construction worker, and he's building a, a builder in a world plagued by destruction because superheroes. Although, that's job security for that guy. <laughs> Absolutely, you're Captain America. You throw a shield and break it, break a building down. You're like, you know what? I think my my job's working on that. Cha-ching! I could could use some overtime. I know, I know what. You know, you know the 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 sunburn that uh, cardboard Kelly is getting on your (laughs) (laughs) the glare on his face. That's all I can see. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not going to be positioned right. Hang on. There we go. We'll go that way. Yeah, that that's now he's on a lean. Um, giggity. There's, uh, so every time a spaceship crashes into a bridge or a supervillain trans, uh, supervillain transforms a whole city block into rubble, people like Joe are there to make things whole again. Work like that, that may seem That's thankless, all. but Joe genuinely enjoys it, helping his community survive and thrive. That's why we won't charge elders for home repair services. I mean, if you want to do that, Joe, it kind of seems like a big you know, loss in profit there, but uh, yeah, business fan aside, uh, it's a habitat for humanitarian. Yeah. The Joe Gomez senior discount is a hundred percent. That's the only time you're going to see a senior discount. A hundred percent in America is from captain America. (laughs) So that's also why he's willing to risk his life to save others. I know lots of people like Joe, many of them my indigenous relative, not me. This is the article. Um, I don't, I unfortunately, I don't know any. Um, so it was wonderful to help develop a character with his values, so, strength, so Kat, and extreme um, brain operation know, skills. Yes, you sir. know, you know, you know, those bikes that have like, you think when you backpedal on them, mm-hmm. they're supposed to go free. And then you, you hit the brakes and the person falls forward. That's yes. much like this story. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, but <laughs> it's interesting. But it seems really, cl- uh, you know, cliche. Yeah, you know, um, it's, I mean, it's a little. Yeah, it's really forced. Um, yeah. I don't think it's an indigenous person would uh, so much as wear that red, white, and blue so close to uh, Captain America. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's it's a little, you know, it's a touchy subject. It's it's Too one forced, thing yeah. to have it's one thing to have a homage to the heritage, but no one in that 
from that heritage would identify with those colors because they have their own set of colors that they would Absolutely. wear. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention why so would they wear not that everything needs to wear destroyed the, them. The red, white, and blue. I mean, yeah, because to or them, even go by a name of the, or even go by the name Captain America. Yeah. If you're indigenous, if you're native, there was no. I captains, would understand him being kind of like um, Isaiah Washington with Captain America in there, where he was like, "F your flag, f this country." It never did yeah. anything for me. Like yeah. that makes more sense. Not what, Bradley, that Isaiah Marvel Bradley. Yeah. Has, yeah. Thank you. I couldn't remember his last name. I who's Isaiah Washington? He's an actor. But anyway, um. That's why it sounded right to me he, for a second. I was like, wait a second, what is it? Like, Isaiah Washington Isaiah was on Washington was on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, he's an actor. Okay, because yes. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. But to, to my point, it's just you have Native American characters already established within the Marvel Universe. If you want to focus on Native Americans, or I prefer to say indigenous, but like, you know, mm. If you want to focus on picking a tribe and, and giving them a lift up and showing how they were yeah. or how they live in this world now, Make awesome. them their I'm own. 100% for that. Correct. The story has to be organically driven. This feels lazy. Um, and forced. This, feel, this is like when it's Pride Month and all of a sudden everybody's slapping a rainbow flag on it. Nobody asked for this. Nobody. I kind of see. I think. I, think I it's see Falcon Winter warrior. Soldier being be, the, the cause of I this. I don't like woke war. I don't like that phrasing woke war because it. No. No, it, it's there, performative. It's yeah. It's, it's not. You're not doing this to be who you say that you're being. Because if you were, you have what Marvel has over thirty yeah. Native American characters that they could have decided to to push, and they right. did it. Instead, yeah. they took Captain America, slapped some tribal stuff on it, and yeah. said, "Hey, look, we're giving you a Native American Captain America." Who asked for a Native American Captain? Captain America did maybe they asked for Native American characters to have more visibility. Yeah, but they didn't ask you to do that. That would have been that would have been excellent. Yeah, if it was. Now, I want to see this guy. Now I don't know anything about the story, but I would love to see him come out and be like, "F you, Captain America." Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm, you, you know, I'm your, I'm not you donning your colors. I'm not donning your colors. Is... You've done nothing for me, and then maybe through some trials together, get to a place of mutual respect. But I could never. And I can't speak for any of the people because I'm not any of those people. But just personally, if I was there, I can't imagine going through something and being like, you know what? You're right. Let me throw some red, white, and blue on here and call myself the Native American Captain America. But even no. still, I see that yeah, as a lazy... all over you, my dear. My I, goodness. Uh, I, I, have I see that as a lazy writing <laughs> ploy, though. Is to that's I see that as a good, like, uh, you know, course correct for what right. they're trying to do. Absolutely. But I see this character is just a lazy excuse for, oh, I'll give him another Captain America. They I'm like saying. that Falcon Winter Soldier line. And, oh, but, now this guy, he goes through that challenge and struggle because he's a construction worker, and he builds a building. He wipes his brow. He's like, man, that looks good. And then Ultron just takes a gigantic cyber shit right over top of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you just build that? Like, I'm all build for a hero in every state. I'm all for pushing that narrative. But you already have such a rich cornucopia of characters to choose from. Why are you doing this? Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. It's because they feel guilty. Give me Echo. Yeah. I would love to see Echo. I would love to see Echo have her own show. Yeah. Why not do that? Yeah. She's already been there something, what, since the 80s? Yeah. Well, like, even building Echo? on uh, Dave Batista. He's like, oh, I'm done as Drax, but 
I don't think you did his backstory well. Like, compared to the comics, he really wanted to murder Thanos. That was, like, his sole drive going into Infinity Gauntlet. I want to murder Thanos. There's no better feeling than killing the enemy. He's a Tom Sakura fan. And be family-friendly at the same same time. Yeah. And but they did take Drax in a different way, but it's almost like you know calling Tom Hanks the Destroyer. You know, it doesn't feel like the Drax from the comics. So what you're saying? Did you see the Mummy? They should. (laughs) That was Tom Cruise. Oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong Tom. Tom Hanks. So is oh, that what Tom you're Hanks, saying? Right. Tom Hanks should play Drax going forward for Phase Four. Is what you're saying? Here? Dressed as Wonder Woman. You're right. <laughs> no, that's Tom Cruise again. He said Tom Hanks. We can we can include both Tom. Get your Toms we, together. We, okay? we yeah, can I include, know, right? and that's all I have to say about or that. Or separate them. You know. <laughs> I'll dream of a world where all Toms can dress as Wonder Woman together. Jenny, oh, you, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what they said? Now. On to the next story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, Chris is really trying to keep us on track, but this real—that's has... great because somebody has what? to be the conductor. Um, yeah, yeah. But this We're over that all aboard. This next story—that's a whole different universe. That was a good segue because it's Masters of the Universe Revelation debuts mm. their first photos and a premiere date online. Hey, he has the power. Of Grayskull. And uh, Netflix and Mattel Television have released the first photos from Masters of the Universe. And, of course, we see right here on screen, we got our He-Man. Um, once again, I'm so glad we have Frank here because now we're talking art style. <laughs> I- I've seen this, and it looks really nice uh, in a way. Um, I can't see in too way, much. Yeah. It kind of looks like they went like too anime with it. If I'm Very just giving my honest first impressions, because it's like the classic was times Castlevania. Yeah, it's like they're going for that Castlevania look to where I got to see a trailer. But these yeah. first looks of like He Man, we get He Man battling uh, Mark Hamill. I'm sorry, Skeletor. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not are. bad looking. You know, this actually. If keep that animation like fresh in your mind right now. Now this is being done by Netflix by the same people who did Castlevania, which explains yeah. why the art style is is very similar to Castlevania. I'm not mad about this. I'll take any reboot of the Masters of the Universe because I loved it as a kid, but trying to watch it as an adult does not does, hold up. No, it does not, not. Oh no, not at all. Not well. Yeah. But look at how they've done this with He Man and what they did with She-Ra. Yeah. You know what? I think I found Look the reason why it looks so close. It's how different they've decided to go in the direction with their female hero yes. and their male hero. Yes, right here. But I think I found the reason. It's powerhouse animation. Well, they're the ones who do Castlevania, right? Yeah. So that that's why it, it looks so much like this. But that's why they got okay. the work. And, of course, Kevin Smith is behind this. He's yep. he's developed this. Yeah, you know, I, I listen to uh, Fat Man Beyond, his podcast, and, you know, they – have been glowing about how awesome this is, but they can't say anything because NDA. Um, yeah, and Buffy's doing the voice of Teal, I think I read, which is pretty that must be really dope, let's too. See, let's see here. So it says here, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, Lena Headley as Evelyn, Chris mm-hmm. Wood as Prince Adam, He-Man, as Sarah Mi- uh, Michelle Geller as Tila. 
Um, Liam Cunningham as Man at Arms. Steven Root as Cringer. Daedric Bader, Batman. Daedric Bader. As Batman. King Rander, Trapjaw. Oh, nice. What's the ghost? Look at how Orko looks right now. He looks so, like... Really fucking. This is the Hardcore. anime adaptation he like, of He Man. That's what I see. Like, you know he's what like I mean? The stuff of nightmares, Orko. And when you think yeah. of the ridiculous Orko from original, the, the other Orko was a lot more like lovable. Like maybe that's yeah. was like their original this dude concept. Will shake you as soon as you turn your bank. Back. <laughs> he's got a toothbrush shiv in his under his black. Uh, what is that? A, like he's like a, a spirit, or but his ears are blue. Like I discover what's under there. Right. Might it be a mystery? Probably looks yes. like a Karen. <laughs> I imagine he has that flock of seagulls haircut, and he got oh made fun. Chris, the manager out. haircut. Fucking <laughs> Chris. It's Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing if Orko was Rick Moranis. It'd be really Looking fucked like up that, if they added that kind of dark humor voice. joke of somebody randomly runs up and punches him in the face. Oh, that's hardcore. That was Wait, hard. I'm so going to go with my favorite casting choice of all time. Snoop Dogg should voice Arco. Yeah. We'd never get through it to figure out what he's trying to say most of the time. You know? Yeah, but we're going to have to settle for Griffin Newman. No, he would be, Snoop Dogg would be a better snarf from Thundercats. Yes. Snarf, 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 um, but we're going to have to uh, settle with Yo, Griffin Newman Dizzle. as Orko, Tiffany Smith as Andra, uh, Henry Rollins as Triclops. I love that casting. Henry Rollins as Triclops. Oh, my God. Alan Oppenheimer, not that other Opp- Oppenheimer you're thinking of. Original Skeletor as Mossman. Uh, Susan Eisenberg as Sorceress, Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena, Justin Long as Roboto, Jason Mewes, of course, he had to be in the movie, or the series, as Stinkor, Phil Lamar as Hero. Look at Battlecat. Oh, man, Battlecat looks so badass. Ah! That's where you want muscles on that cat. His muscles got muscles. He definitely does not skip leg day. He's a fucking beefy boy, man. (laughs) Now, cat, that is what you would call a thick boy. Yes, it is a thick boy. You know, I love me some thick boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the cast is great. (laughs) Kevin Conroy as Bear Man. And the series, we get the first, like, five episodes or whatever, the first half, they're doing that Netflix anime thing where they give you half now, half later. Uh, it's popping up on July 23rd on Netflix. So, Big Brother, you are, between the two of us, you're the bigger he- uh, He-Man fan. I saw it live. What are you thinking of these first images? It reminds me of, you know, what I saw when I was five. Now, That's the last time I watched. Is it living up to your expectations? Because I'm, honestly, sure. I think because of the <laughs> graphical quality that you know that they put into there, it's easy to go to where I think it's more. We need to f- see a trailer to really see where this is going. But yeah. no, 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 it's, it's no, no, we a, don't. Kevin Smith's got it. It'll be fine. We'll it's just, a moot just, point because it's Netflix and it's Kevin Smith. That's the other yeah. thing. Because no, he'll be fine. It's and it's Castlevania people. And it's yeah. it's not like they're rebooting. They're picking up from where He Man left off and just doing it better. 
that's where I really love about this, you know. And at Kevin's long, has got a, oh, as it's Netflix has got a good series of shows because you see Transformers on Netflix, and that series is is really good. Now, look, and whenever then, you see original and it's Amazon or Netflix, you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix just has that good background of look at all the great shit I have created. And you're like, I mean, do whatever you want. I mean, you want to make a movie about a hobo shitting on people, go right ahead. I'll watch it. We will. And I'll I'll love it all the way. That that releases Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, something else that's gonna be releasing. That's that's this next story. That was a good segue. It was. The first Venom <laughs> Let There Be Carnage trailer shows up online, and I got to tell you, it's actually pretty fucking hilarious. Yep. He's walking in the store, and Venom's just, you know, they're both saying hi to the woman behind the counter. This is Chen. And the thing I love about it is that apparently there is the Spider-Man Easter egg, the Daily Bugle. Um, but another thing that I saw online is that on the news, one of the newspapers, it has like a title, which is like, you know, Avengers fight. And it's a word that starts with a T. So it's like, oh, this is the same universe. But, and, uh, Andy Sykes, who's directing it, he has said, this is a separate universe. So I think that's just a clever Easter egg to let you know, Avengers are in this universe. But maybe we see Venom popping up after, like, Multiverse into Madness, stuff like that. I think they're where... just keeping their options open. Like this part of the trailer, you see that yes. magazine he just fixed that had Stanley's face on it? Yeah. Yep, that's a little homage. Yep. And Love I was that. like, oh, I like that. <laughs> there should always be see those things. There should always be a little Easter egg. Like, that's why I go to the, I go to, like, you know, like. Little nudges like Screen that. Screen rant, are the best game part. rant. You go to like Illuminati. They're all going to have like these articles where like this is all the Easter eggs that you will ever know because it's these ultimate nerds that are just like, I know what everything in that trailer was. And then they write an article about it. And I'm like, thank you. Like 37 <laughs> things you missed in this 13 second trailer. You know? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, all the Easter eggs. There. You know, like Grim Reaper's helmet in WandaVision went right through and I was like, it's weird. Why would anybody put that in this? Uh, I hope space? that this is their way of just trying to keep their options open. Because yes, yeah. right now it's still Sony and it's Marvel Disney. But if they were able to collaborate on Spider Man, I don't see why they wouldn't collaborate on this as well. It's like, oh, I know we made Some a boatload kind of, of money together, but I don't want to make too much money with you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no. it doesn't make sense, you know. But to where you have this, to where you have another symbiote in the mix on top of Carnage and Venom, and Carnage overall, I think looks great. Yep, I agree. You know, and Woody Harrelson just does that Perfect. like psychotic eyes yeah. so well. Oh, <laughs> it, it, I, he's an he, expert really well. He is. He's Cletus, man. That that's exactly who he is, man. Yeah, uh, natural born killers all over again, man. I just really yeah. hope he didn't go method in that because, man, who somebody put him on a suicide watch like. <laughs> But this he's good. I enjoy day. it. I enjoy it. And of course, the little uh, part at the end there, where he's coming out from like the little stained glass. People have already memed in that uh, part from Spider-Man: No Way Home to where they're looking at Doctor Strange. Oh, it's okay, guys. It's Doctor Strange, and then it turns into that image from Carnage. 
<laughs> like, no, kids, you're not meeting Doctor Strange. You're about to get murdered. Um, but I'm really liking this, man. I think there's enough of that funny, especially this part where he's making them breakfast, and it's just like a four-year-old, like, here, Mom, I made you breakfast. And he's like, ketchup. That was cute. Boom! And it's, yeah. I love and the... Hey, Mom, we made you princess pancakes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and eggs. And, uh, it looks like sausage. Yeah, and, and it's just waffles. like, this is like everything. I, want. I just want them to keep doing Venom movies. To where, old man, you're going to have to look for that do the thing but you know um, a credit to tom hardy i've always thought that he was a really good actor but seeing his this and realizing he's acting against himself yeah and all of these inconvenient things that are happening are not happening at all it's all getting cgi'd in i also think he did do it you feel his like resignation and his frustration and his just like he's a great actor like you feel it yeah, he's great. a great actor. I loved what he did with Bane. I just think that if they took more Nightfall in from the comics into that last movie and just made Bane, like Dave Bautista wants to be Bane because he likes the fact that he is so physically strong, but he's yeah. also mentally strong. He yeah. will beat you in chess and then beat your teeth out. That's Bane. You know what I mean? He was born in the darkness. It wasn't somebody else. It was him. He got the fuck out. And then completely shattered Batman and his empire in Gotham and said, this is mine now. Like, we haven't seen that kind of Bane in, I think, truly justified in any kind of medium. Whether it be animation, games, you know, movies, slash TV series. I think that if you keep going with this, you could, and you let Batista do Bane, you let Tom Hardy be Venom. This is where you got your perfect actor and you're going to get the best story if you have the right people behind it. Especially if you start opening up more with Disney. And, you know, that's more to say for Sony than Universal. Because Universal holds the Hulk. And it's the whole reason why they had to do a three-movie thing with Mark Ruffalo instead of giving him his own movie because they can't. They can't do a a solo movie because Universal is a stingy grandma. And I still... Do they even have... Do they they have their own streaming service or anything? Like, I don't think they do. Universal? Yeah. I don't think so. I I don't either, like... But you're not going to let them. It's not for, probably not far off. I tell you that. You know, like they, well, they probably lease their content to multiple other services just to get the buddy. Money that way. It's yeah. just, to be so and considering that the the IPs that they own are just you know parcel IPs. Yeah, but to be so obtuse in this world to where you see companies making money together and being very successful, and to just be like, oh, I don't want to be part of that. It's stupid, you know? Said a long time, there's enough money to make for everyone to play. So but I why? You, I, don't. I think it's probably just give them time. They're, right now, yeah. they'd rather have something than nothing. Take a piece of yeah. some part of it than nothing, you know? Yeah, and just get the appearances like that. Now, the other thing is, I don't know who holds the rights to She-Hulk, but she has her own TV series. Is that a loophole to where we can oh, have yeah. so NBC a World Universal War Hulk Peacock. TV series? Oh, NBC. Oh, okay. Well, Peacock. Sense. Peacock. All right. So they're on that, you know, dying ship. But 
Not really anymore because WWE yeah. went to Peacock. Um, uh, well, that's where they're gonna so, get them. Yeah, that yeah. that uh, Vince McMahon fu money went there. Oh, are you gonna get like pay per views? Are they gonna be on there? Or are they still gonna be like pay pay per views? Uh, if you subscribe to Peacock, you get the pay per views with the WWE uh, built in. Oh, you're gonna which see- is only ten dollars a month anyway. So, well, then you're gonna you're gonna see the jump then. People are just going to go to the, the, the subscription rather than, you know, spending it's the, the money same to price the that the WWE network was for Peacock now. Okay. So, so they just hopped only, on board. You, yeah. You're just transitioning. So the same people that okay. already paid into the WWE network got grandfathered in to Peacock. Yeah. Now that's actually a really smart move on their, on their part, but a lot like this next story, there's a lot of sp- smart moves being tossed around because knives out adds to their cast. Knives Out, not only did they add Catherine Hahn, they announced today, they also added, where is it here? Um, I think, I, is Daniel Craig back? I do believe he's back as well. Uh, so the original cast featured these people, but now we have Edward Norton. And Dave Batista have added their two cents in on the role. And uh, Dave Batista, like we were just saying, in Knives Out, I can't wait to see what kind of character he plays. Like Ed Norton. Ed Norton's going to be in the film as well. I love his statement, Dave Batista's statement on being cast in this film because knowing that it is such, in it, the first one was such like an intelligent, top tier cast that he actually, he was like, he took it as like a compliment and he was like like people really do believe that i have talent outside of just you know being like brute characters yeah i thought that was really sweet for him to have that kind of like humility at the stage well and still like getting uh him even still i want to see the Zack snyder army of the dead to see how this you know las vegas heist movie turns out only because batista's in it but also knives out I was really impressed with the first one because it was a true, like, edge of your seat whodunit. It was the closest thing to Clue that I think we would get, and now we're getting a sequel, which is something that you wouldn't have seen back in when Clue came out. Comedy Central is pretty much the only reason anybody remembers that movie. And uh, what was it, Tim Roth? Tim Curry. Curry. There you go. I got my Tim's mixed up. Oh, my goodness. I'm missing up my T's, man. My Tim's and my Tom's. (laughs) Might be the title of the podcast. I don't know. Let's see if we can get something better. Uh, Janelle Uh, Monae is also in uh, casted as well. So, old man, what did you think of the first film? I actually didn't see it yet. You know, the girl that plays the um, the maid in the first one is who I would love to see play Mara going forward. Ooh, that's a good casting. Yeah, yeah. No, I can get, I can get behind that. Um, Daniel Craig, I thought his role in Knives Out was fucking fantastic as like his this Sherlock Holmes Evans. guy. Everybody in the cast did <sighs> yeah. beautifully. Chris Evans, man, going from Captain America to that role. Oh, that must have been fun. I bet he loved that. Such I a relief. Lots. You don't have to be yeah. America's ass anymore. Now that's oh, Mark's he... job. Uh, Mar- that's Mark's job. <laughs> Silhouettes for the win. 
Oh, my. So some more casting rumors came out. Borderlands movie cast Penn Jillette in the role, and he did re- uh, reveal some stuff. Um, speaking out about his role, Gillette said, I will be with Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, and most of my scenes are with Kevin Hart. I have a very, very, very small part. I'm like, I'm in like four scenes. No, that's Kevin Hart. And I have four lines. Um, <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to- make him disappear. <laughs> So this is probably where the spoilers are, but they already mentioned that there was going to be a wedding. He says, I'm the justice of the peace. I'm trying to, uh, I'm a preacher trying to perform a wedding ceremony and there's a fight scene. So I am in, in the entire fight scene, just standing there. Then I come in and do a, a, I do the button on the scene. Then I'm in space Paddy wagon with Kevin Hart. Gillette went on to uh, call his role more of a cameo than anything. Fans of Borderlands series may recall that Gillette previously lent his voice to the video game series, voicing the character of pain uh, and uh, pain and terror and the parody of his magic pair. So Penn and Teller, Penn will be in Borderlands um, movie, and they were in Borderlands 3. So we'll have to see how this turns out. I honestly kind of like that scene for Penn Jillette. Just being that big guy that he is, being the preacher, having that big, you know, that. I love the voice. comedy styling of Borderlands. So him in this movie. It will fits kind of, in. It, it will fit. Yeah. Like a Lego piece, man. It'll just snap right into place. And that's what a lot of the car- the cast that they have there really have in common is that. They all just seem like they will snap right together, and that- you'll 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 hurt in laughter after stepping on it, but it fits like a glove. Yeah, you'll step on it again, you masochist. <laughs> well, that's the I Irish in me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but this- Lego glove. <laughs> you won't find any Legos, but you will find this ne- this last story. You're welcome in. This next story, Giggity, at the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 East State Street in Media PA, of course. This is where you're going to walk in and you're going to see Mark standing at the counter and he's going to tell you, Broski, I don't have any PS5s. (laughs) But then if you give him some chance to talk, he'll say, Kelly and I are twins. And, you know, he's given up on this one. Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he also never stops. Katarina is banned from my store. Very happily. Adjust your, gla- <laughs> adjust your glasses, dear. <laughs> but you'll see Mark out there at the Game and DVD Exchange. Find everything on his $5 wall, as well as later ga- uh, late games, as well as new game releases. You'll find everything spe- in there. Speaking of symbionts. You'll find uh, how many downstairs in the basement? Symbiotes? I don't know. Spider-Man 3s. Oh, God, man. That was such a subtle joke. I didn't get it. Um, No, (laughs) he said he ran out of them, but I think he secretly has like a Scrooge McDuck pool of Spider-Man 3s that he just jumps in every night. He doesn't want anyone else to have it. Does some backstrokes in the Spider-Man 3s. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. So... The next story, well, that's 
That's just as scary. Because Frankenstein's army director claims that Resident Evil Village monsters are based on their designs to where if we're looking at it here, um, it looks kind of similar. It looks kind of similar. They both have propellers for noses. I'm assuming that's for nodes. Um, okay. You I like, know. I like this one. Better. That looks really odd. Yeah. This one. Oh, it this looks extremely looks better. odd. That well, that looks, that one looks, looks like, like it has like we would do. It looks like it has some like chainsaws for the propeller blades, so that it really fucks you up, you know. To where the other one, that's like somebody cosplaying. Like, look at me, I'm an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in that voice too. Yeah. Like airplanes don't do that. Like the Muppet in there. Yeah. Yeah, they, waka waka waka. <laughs> you know <it's> just... <laughs> what you're saying is oh my that God. cosplays as that helicopter go. guy. Got it. Yeah. But it's really just you know they they look weird, but it's anytime you try to claim something like this, I feel like there's way too much artistic expression in the two things that yeah it's also american ingenuity is like you take a base idea yeah what was on the right hand side and you add to it and make it your own i mean that's just you know american ingenuity at its best yeah but also is it a copy or was it inspired by it did they see it and that was just subliminally something in the back of their mind. That's something that i think we're at the point of like content being out there and so readily available it's you know, even when you think it's an original, you're still going to have Some it's still going to look like something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that eventually, you know, it's like every every story has ever been told has been told, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you could say like this looks like the, the creatures from Silent Hill. It was like, oh, they're not. What was it? Uh, was it Devo or somebody got sued by like Australia for the Kookaburra song? Something like that, yeah. Because it was too similar. Like, dude, are we really going there? Yep. Or I mean, I get you're probably strapped for cash. You made the Kookaburra song. Like, you saw it in Doctor Who, and that was it. It was the main part of an episode with a very disturbed little girl with a very abusive dad. Um. Oh, I thought you said you were playing Baby Shark over and over again. Do 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 do. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know that's a very scary image for a lot of parents. A lot like uh, the images we've seen with the helicopter man on his head. But something less scary? That's this next story because Amazon's New World highlights dungeon crawling in a new trailer. Um, and New World, it got delayed. I don't think that was really... Uh, a- so it failed to roll for initiative. Yeah, <laughs> a bit, a bit. Um, but a new world. If you're bringing dungeon crawling in, the highlight game for me for dungeon crawling was Black Cloud, because you hopped in those dungeons. They were procedurally generated back then on PlayStation One. I want to say because all of them were uh, Dark Cloud on PlayStation Two. Yes, PlayStation Two, not PlayStation One. Um, but it was you hopped into that level. Level one of the dungeon, it was a level one dungeon, but it was different every time you went in there. Yeah, they that was one of the first games that did it. Um, That's what I it, love. That's what I want. The the second game, well, the so the one of the first games that did it for PS2, the first game that actually did it was Diablo 2 on the PC. Yeah. Because every online map was done differently. 
wow, this looks really fucking great, honestly. We have to get an online D and D game going on in here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, well, we got we got uh, Duck Miller. He can actually he can actually DM it. Oh, we should. I've never done D and D. We should. We could do that. We can gather together <laughs> for perjangers, and I don't know. We'll have to think of a perjanger name for that. Absolutely. We could, we could do we could do it at the end of every podcast for fifteen minutes, and just and go through like two or three rounds just to advance the story. Yeah, we'll call it a BDSM. No, I'm sorry, that's a different thing. <laughs> um, we can call it anime, but not the porn. Kind. That's, that's a great ti- that's a great title, except I am no tentacles has, allowed. It has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. There so was I my think character. We're still. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, well, fair enough. Um, I'll let you're that thick one go. boy number one. You're thick boy number two, <laughs> and you're thick master. <laughs> so it's a new I'll world say something, but we've already gone too far down that rabbit hole wait i can't even say words forget i said anything that was a really great segue <laughs> so it's the t- traditional five-player excursion here intro dungeons may not be the most important in terms of progression but they're an amazing tool for players to get into the mmorpg experience and can be the most memorable. Of course, like I was saying with Dark Souls, a lot of the stuff, when you get into these dungeons and you're really grinding, you get the fucking weapons for loot, and you just get that stuff that you can't get in town, and you level up. It's one of those things. If you have a really good dungeon, like Fable, that that one also had a really great dungeon level. Yeah, that was in interesting, it. yeah. And I'm really interested to see what they do with this new Fable 4 because you have to nail it right. Fable was one of the f- games that really locked me in for RPGs and storytelling and games, and it just evolved for me. You know, like last week I said I would put Henry Cavill as the hero in a Fable TV series, Frank, and I think that would be that's an untapped market that Netflix needs to tap right there. Sure. Get f- sure. Get Fable in there. Get Henry Cavill. I saw fans were also casting Henry Cavill as Omni-Man in the live-action Invincible. That fits, man. How great would that be, man? That would be such a great dark humor joke. He can't do everything. We cannot cast Henry Cavill in every single thing that is happening. Thank you. I think we can. Thank you. The animated series is perfection on its own. We don't it need is. a live action of everything, not to mention things that happen in Invincible just translate better into animation style. It really is. And there was that rumor floating out there about the live action. But I'm right there with you, Kat, that you you need to leave it alone because the, the live, the animation is fucking great. You get two seasons of that. Yeah, you get two more yeah. seasons than that, and the comic storyline. My God, there, there's a comic line right now with Invincible uh, yucking it up with Spider Man, and he's fucking grilling Spider Man on how dumb his name is. Mm. Like, and I really he's, don't think he should talk, but they have this back funny <laughs> back and forth to where it's just that funny banter, and I'm like, this is why Robert Kirkman is a fucking genius. Joe Gilmore says he does need to work more though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's true. But even Joe is Who telling me ultimate uh, world hanger. Yeah, he um, does. So need he's work. got plenty of work right now. So yeah, my, my thing is, Witcher. my thing is, is um, there are cer- certain things that you don't need a real life adaptation for, like Invincible. 
sometimes the, the original content needs to stay and it doesn't need to be reimagined. Well, that's so. what they did with the animated series. That's why I don't think it needs that live action treatment because with Umbrella Academy, you know, Jupiter's Legacy, uh, you know, The Boys, it's a different take from the comic because you didn't get an animated series. Animated series, that's DC. That's why we, I think that's why we haven't gotten good DC live adaptations like we've gotten from Marvel because they've already gotten that tried and true comic representation in their animated form that they're now like trying to look at something different and give you something new because they know their true fans have already seen you have to you have to look at the clout that has been billed for the 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 live adaptations of anything dc project related outside of shazam because Shazam was a fucking well, that's Zachary movie. Levi, and he's a golden god, and we don't touch him because he's awesome. But outside of Shazam and Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, thank you. Outside of those two IPs, what has been the standard? And of course, Batman. You know, uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman was great, but there was nothing from a continuity perspective that allowed for that. You know, the juggernaut that the MCU became. So you can't compare the two. I'm not trying to, but to have like people clamoring for the roles, yeah. they're not quite there. Yeah. So let let the let the DCU die down for a little bit. Keep it small screen. Keep it. Let it build organically through these keep small little. Yeah, yeah. Let it let it organically build. You're not going to say when it? they want to try to add in. You're not. You're different... not going to say your tagline. You're What's gonna that? dance around your tagline. No, not I'm gonna not, say I, it. no. For you, I'm not saying it. You're allowed to say it. I'm the one that refuses to say it. You're saying to let it simmer, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you want to make that shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, Old man is Elsa. He doesn't need you to say it now to. to... All the wall jangers. Yes, let it breathe. New wall jangers will have to know this mental image, all right? You see his face right there. Imagine hit old man Christopher Bristow's mm-hmm. face and Elsa's body. And at the bottom of the shirt, it says, let it breathe. Yeah, that's what I want. What exactly are we letting breathe? That's his thing. Let let the DCU yes. That's his ultimate go off into the good night. Because within the first hundred podcasts, I think he's said that over three hundred times, multiple <laughs> times. So, and it was just it was just yeah. irritating. That was me yesterday yeah. in the word performative. I think I said that. <laughs> I, noticed, <laughs> I did notice in the in the portion I looked. I was like, she said that word a couple times. Yeah, I kept on saying it because I was getting very passionate, and when, when I get when the words start coming out faster, I start to stutter. And then I also start forgetting words because my mind is going to Portuguese. Oh, you got that. Your mind has so that dual I, language. So you're like thinking. So and I latched oh, wow. on to that word performative, which was the right word. At least it wasn't the wrong word, but it became like my very favorite word for 10 minutes. It was, it was like the, every third word out of my mouth was performative. At, at my last job, yeah, my coworkers me, used to make is, fun of me for saying uh, absolutely and fantastic, like every other word. I think they were just making fun of you. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> I said those two words know. at an unhealthy level. Like, they, it, I used them way too much. Um, you guys know how much I love DC. 
especially Wonder Woman, that's my main end. But so it's hard for me to, to, to agree with Chris and that DC should simmer down um, because I want to see more of yeah. the things I love. And but, I really had a lot of hope for the cinematic universe yeah. because I thought that they were going to treat it with respect and um, passion the way that Marvel seems to put into their projects and how DC puts into nah. their non-live non action cinematics. <laughs> No, um, Warner Brothers is just I mean, full of executives. Their animation shows, but Marvel had a clear plan, and I don't want to compare the two because the two, although they're they're run differently, houses, they're very different styles to me. Um, yeah, because they're run differently. I, Marvel, they look at like Kevin Feige. I have to agree with Chris that they're not doing it right right now. Like with one of the stories that you're going to be doing later, so I'm going to stay my yeah. opinion on that for that. But they're Kevin, not acting right. Kevin Feige is seen as the fix, end all be all of executives for Disney. And then yeah. you have Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, they're executives. We have decades yeah. of well, history of them meddling. There, but I don't know what the hell he's doing. But we need we need a Feige, Favreau, and Filoni on, on the DC side. to. That's what people were hoping I J.J. would be. About. People were hoping that J.J. would be that Feige for DC but they didn't watch the, you know, what was it? The last, not the last guy. Yeah, last Skywalker. They didn't watch it. It's just, look, I'm not saying it's all his work. He's got a lot of lens flair. I mean, I he's, don't, he's got a lot I of flair. He's got a lot of good ideas. For what Super happened 8. Star, Star Wars. And I still enjoyed Star Wars. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't shit on it. For, I, I, loved I enjoyed for what the it was. original. <laughs> like, I enjoyed the in movies individually, but not as a continuity. No, right. no, not at all. Um, yeah, I, continuity is a little choppy. It felt and, like somebody with and, ADD trying to tell you a story, like a five-year-old with ADD trying to tell you the story. And then um, Master Skywalker, he tried to kill Kylo, but then Ray, like, wait, where are you going, kid? What the fuck? That's how I felt. Have, like, the psychic Force connection. <laughs> yeah. It was a Force dyad, and, and then it, it was Emperor Palpatine. He's got magic rocks. Portal. She's and got magic rocks. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. But I have to honestly say, like, I'll, I'll still watch Rogue One a lot. I oh watch. hell yes. yeah! Yes, Rogue One. Yes. and I'll tell oh. you why you watch it because you are one with the Force, and the Force is and one with you. With me. <laughs> but the Force is also with this next story because Age of Mythology devs say it will return. If you don't know, Age of Mythology was an amazing, like, what was it? RTS. It was very it much a real time strategy in the in the ilk of uh, Age of Empires. Is that yes. Zeus? That yes. is Zeus, or well, yeah, yeah Zeus. Age of Mythology that's Zeus, was that's, uh, so great. You had the um, what was it? Oh, it was the triple pack that came out. It was Greek, Egyptian, and yep. there, there was another one, another uh, oh Norse mythology, and yep. it was all that RTS style. To where my ultimate favorite was Zeus and Poseidon, but I also hopped on Age of Mythology, fucking religiously. And I am so stoked that this is going to be back. It was released way back in 2002. It shares the same basic DNA as the rest of the Empire's game. The twist, as I'm sure you probably already worked out, it takes inspiration from likes of Greek, Egyptian, and Norse mythology. Rather than actual historic events, it was a huge success back in the day, shifting over a million copies in just four months, which back in the day, kids... That was a lot for the game industry. There, there was no digital download then. No, it was you went to 
uh, what Best Buy. You went, he went to, to an electronics buy. boutique and Babbage's. Babbage's, fuck, <laughs> bringing it back to Babbage's. No yes, Bilbo sir. Babbage's. Bilbo. <laughs> there we go. I knew we'd get into the top podcast titles eventually, um, <laughs> but it's little surprise then that we haven't seen any much of uh, Age of Mythology over the last decade, aside from an expansion in 2016. The series seems to have been left on the shelf while Microsoft continues to focus on Age of Empires. So this this uh, this game came out. There was a bunch of games that came out around this time. Um, so Black and White was one of them. Yep. Um, uh, Peter Molyneux. Ri- yeah, Rise of Nations, which is also yes. another Microsoft product. Uh, Age of Empires one, two, and Age of Mythology. So around like from two thousand two to two thousand five, um, and this was when RTSs were really, you know, were in their heyday because Command that and was Conquer perfect was perfect for PCs. Is the yes. simple RTSs that didn't take up much space or actual graphical, you know, and room. so and then Command and Conquer three came out in two thousand six. Yep. So, which was like the, the you know Tiberian Wars that that was awesome. The, the, so these games still hold up yeah. today. Um, even graphically, there was an HD update for Age of Empires, and I just nice. hope they gets uh, Age of Mythologies gets the same treatment. I hope it does because when they did Stronghold and they redid that in this new era, it yeah, lost, Kingdom Stronghold HD, yeah, it lost its luster. The HD I thought was fine, but they tried to put out a new, um, I uh, like a new extension of that IP and. It it went with more of like, you know, modern. You can scroll around, and it's all three D. It's all glossy. Yeah, looking. because they were it trying lost to its they, luster. They should have they went were trying with the to replicate look uh, that they, they had. They were trying original. to replicate uh, Rome Total War. That's yes. what they were trying to replicate. Yeah, but they should have stuck with what they had because the original was so artistically done. It was in that eight bit cartoon. They should have went cell shaded. If anything, if they were going to make it updated. And kept that original styling because that was the that was the you know shit. It was the the whole reason you went in there. It had a great look. It was you went in there for you know all that way. <laughs> More wood needed, my lord. You know all More the work, work, work. Let me guess, digging. You know, pitch. War- and Warcraft three came out. Uh, you know, so that that was also during that time. Yeah, two thousand two. So that it's going back some. Yeah. Well, people thought like PC gaming, like it's just exploding now, but it was exploding. Like back then in the 2000s, man, you had fucking all these great RTS games that people were really latching onto. So I thought that's really where you have a lot of this coming from. So I'm really glad, happy to see the Age of Mythology coming. But Another I'm watching. Thing. I'm I'm watching Frank's eyes right now. Yeah, but he, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch Frank's eyes on this next story because this next story is bigger on the inside in a place you wouldn't expect. Because there's a video below, but Minecraft player builds a TARDIS inside the game. I love it. A creative builder in Minecraft has managed to make the TARDIS from Doctor Who complete with physics-defying entrance being bigger on the inside. And Does it say what Doctor it modeled it after? Uh, it looks like Matt Smith, and the inside is more oh, yeah. classic, you know? Yeah. Um, 
That's pretty cool. The video showing off the creation prototype is indeed bigger on the inside. On Reddit, user Smega uh, Sega posted the, a clip of their new TARDIS. From the outside, it's just a typical blue police box. Nothing remarkable about it. But then you step inside and suddenly it's a spacecraft ready for your interplanetary travel. Just forty nine ninety five in galactic currency. <laughs> <laughs> Republic credits will do fine. <laughs> they will not do fine. They won't. <laughs> Your Jedi <laughs> tricks no, don't work. Of course. Uh. of course, I'm surrounded by Twitterians. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Doctor Who fans will recognize all of this instantly. And yes, it is fun for everybody watching because the show is somebody uh, in this in the comments, Mega Sega. Revealed the secret. Unfortunately, there aren't Time Lords with access to some unique timey-wimey Minecraft ad pack. That's just not happening. But Oh, oh I'm going to pay my four ninety nine for that. Yeah. So, but there's a, there's a, it's seamless because it's teleportation and interior has been built under the box itself, significantly reducing the pressure to the open world game to load the new area and place you in it. So they found an interesting loophole to bring this TARDIS into the game, which is, They're I'm so telling clever. you, mo- modders, there's n- yeah. if they want something in a game, it's going to be there. Like Resident Evil The Village, main villain, is already porn mod. You know what was happening from the first moment you saw the trailer. They did it because modders are fucking relentless. You can't stop them. Anything they want in the game, they're going to do. Horny as well. Of course, they're lonely in their mom's basement. I saw I saw a mod with with uh, when they they were playing one of the scenes that actually has the SpongeBob music playing in the background. <laughs> that <laughs> that I think is more entertaining. Yeah, that's wholesome. You know what else is entertaining? <laughs> This is the next story because a Russian footballer wins the league and gets medal dressed as Deadpool. So just on that note, that's I think it, that's, that's pretty the awesome. Whole story. And yep, that's, that's it, it for the Triforce podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not being hacked. <laughs> we don't have that's any cute. gas. Um when FC Zent won't won eighty five for ethanol, sir. <laughs> it's okay. I got some stored in the trash bag. Uh, <laughs> Russian Russian title yesterday. The players went up on stage after the game and got their medals dressed in celebrity shirts. Except for one striker, Artem Dezumba, that is who decided to get up there and dressed in full Deadpool costume instead. Dezumba who is a captain of the Russian national side, explained the move by saying Deadpool can do everything. The best thing about him is regeneration. So it's me. The 32-year-old striker said that the game, as translated by Sports Illustrated, I've had in this costume for ages. It's our third title in a row, so I can't, I can allow myself the chance to wear it. I have long w- wanted to wear it, but during the second championship, I did not dare. And during the first, there was no time for that. So this is a guy. He had an idea in his head, and he was like, I'm totally doing that one day. 
and I really respect him for it. I like I like the end I like the end statement of what he says is I'll, I'll take it off as soon as I get to the locker room. <laughs> yeah, and then he added, it's hot and I almost suffocated him. But I guarantee you it was worth it. It was totally worth it. You know, mm-hmm. getting a medal dressed as Deadpool. Yeah. I would yeah. have loved to seen the video because if he did the like the whole <laughs> Oh yeah, he did the Deadpool poses. <laughs> and he better pose with that trophy while he's like laid out on the grass. But when he gets the medal, you have to have a mic on him because he has to say maximum effort. <laughs> but I really love that, man. You got a weird nerd on a soccer team and he did good and he stayed true to himself. So And in Russia. Yeah, in Russia of all places. Putin off my animator. Lord knows what he's going to do to Deadpool. You know what? He's probably intimidated because he thinks this he can't kill this guy. He's like, fuck. <laughs> I take him out, but he's just going to regenerate. You don't want to piss off Deadpool, man. Even Putin doesn't want to piss off Deadpool. Marvel, add that into a comic. I would love to read that. Um, Have him go through Chernobyl. <laughs> so there you go. end segment. We have an ultimate one this week because it's versus ultimate non-DC Marvel superhero show. Our choices here were, uh, you know, I pretty much saw it in a meme, but it's always true. Uh, the choices are Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, Umbrella Academy, and The Boys. So where are you picking, gentlemen and ladies, perhangers and wall jangers? I will let you go first, Kat. Act like it's a favor, too. Why don't you? (laughs) I'll go first just to start the ball rolling. Do it. As much as I loved all of these series, um, Umbrella Academy, I really appreciated because the uh, it was the uh, not leg day. It was (laughs) it was the approach that they went to. the apocalypse, the boys, because it was just really surprising and you weren't expecting it, and invincible because Robert Kirkman and you're going to see a lot of fucked up shit and die. And excuse me. All right, he, sorry, it looks like he has, he has to go to the bathroom. What did he pick? <laughs> As uh, rice is boiling. So, uh, would you Umbrella have? Academy and uh, Invincible. So he didn't pick one. No. Poser. All right, you go. Uh, I'm going the boys. Okay, why? That that first just the the first episode will always get me. Like that that was just like immediately it was a fuck you moment. Like it's did you it, know it, anything about it going in? Had you read it? No, no, okay. I did not read it. I read it after. Okay. And what did you think once you had read it? Um, I still have to finish it. Okay. So, I'm um, jury's still out. <laughs> but as far as show that is it is upper echelon Are yes you, why, don't you, why don't you put them in order from for me after that so first the boys then what uh boys invincible um and where were the other two umbrella, umbrella academy. academy and jupiter's legacy um so i can't i can't uh gauge jupiter's legacy yet because i haven't seen it okay so that we're gonna take that one out so boys invincible and then the umbrella academy yep and then only because Jupiter's out, you haven't seen yet. Correct. Honestly, right. I would even I can ex- respect that. I would exclude Jupiter's legacy because the boys, Umbrella Academy. I mean, J- Invincible that has background on it, and a, to where a lot of people have seen it. It's Robert Kirkman. That comic is very, very popular. 
But Jupiter's Legacy, I mean, Mark Miller, he's got a lot of work. He has kick-ass. He has a whole bunch of different stuff attributed to that to where, I don't know, I kind of I side with Invincible just because it's the live adaptation that everybody wanted and that nobody know they wanted at the same point. It's comic book fans. They loved it. But people that didn't know it, it had that WandaVision thing of, oh, it looks like a weirder, you know, different kind of superhero. Let me check this out. It's animated. I'm hearing you right now, but you pick two, sir. Well, here's the thing. Commit. Commit to one. Commit to one. Because I can't because Umbrella Academy. I love I loved what they did with the uh, with the apocalypse because you have these people who were all just they weren't superheroes. But they still managed to, to save the world one. twice. You came up with this end segment. You need to pick one. But I'm picking the out of the all-inclusive superhero. I, I created it. I can pick no. all of them. Um, no, no. Pick one and I'll pick the other. There you go. <laughs> I mean, as Steven, do you have a pick? Whatever one he didn't pick. That's, so here's that's the thing. Choice. The beginning of my <laughs> statement still reigns Wait. true. To where Does I think have a coin. I think it's. <laughs> I have one on me here. I think heads, heads, it's, it's tails. I think that <laughs> right? no, no, you have to With pick one. My choice. Which one's going to be heads, Matt? If you let me talk, I'll tell you because I have okay. an explanation. <laughs> so my choice. Giggity. It starts <laughs> off with the seasons because I think that has a lot to do with it. I love Boys and uh, Umbrella Academy. A little bit more than the others because I've seen more of it. I know more of the story of it in that adaptation to where that's where really where Invincible and Jupiter's Legacy are bouncing off of mine because I have seen more of the other two shows. Now, that being said, I think the boys did a better job of adapting the comics to what Amazon wanted. The boys comics is very, it's lewd, it's surprising, it's gruesome, but in a way that it's, it's not necessarily something that you're going to be taken off by the, you know, how they took it in that direction to where Umbrella Academy, they have a roadmap of comic and that. So Umbrella Academy is more of a direct adaptation. I like how the boys is going originally and they're taking the comic. They're getting some ideas from it, but they're adapting it into their own world. They're marvelizing it. If we're going to make that a word. So that's where my choice ultimately will go down to the boys. Okay. So your answer is the boys. Yeah, but I wanted to give the explanation before it because it's easy no, to just say, fuck it, I picked the boys. Good. I always like the explanation in that the way that you laid it out is beautifully. It was beautifully done, and I get it. I get your perspective. It makes sense, and you made some really excellent points. I'm glad that you settled on the boys as your number one. <laughs> that was yeah. Frank's turn. <laughs> oh, what did you what did you guys pick, by the way? So I was peeing because I was once again trying to phase through this chair and I couldn't I, I, I had to go. So what, Chris, what, tell them who you picked. I picked the boys. Hey, like minds, man. <laughs> See, that's an honest thing right there because I didn't hear his. So anyway, and yours. And now it's Frank's turn. <laughs> um, I uh-huh. I did not watch Umbrella Academy. OK, Um, I didn't watch the boys. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of music, just, you will like that. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I just watched like maybe like uh, 10 minutes into um, what's that new one? Uh, Jupiter's, Jupiter's, Le- Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter. That's about it. I have to run out to do something. You've watched all of Invincible? No. Okay, so you've watched part of Jupiter's Galaxy. Jupiter's Galaxy? Yeah. That's that's a really good one. And have you seen any of Invincible? But have you seen Jupiter's lineage? When Jupiter loses, no. (laughs) Invincible's Galaxy Quest. I'm a hot mess. Okay, so I guess I've put it off long enough, and now it's my turn. Oh, that's why you were putting it off, huh? All right, what are you picking, Kat? Of course, that's why I was putting it off. Because it is just as hard a decision as it is for, I'm going to say Matt, because Chris and Zoom user... Um, (laughs) (laughs) i've not watched all of the options so they only had to decide from the ones that they had watched so i I think that was slightly easier um easier pick i would have to agree with the boys yeah um i love i'm not gonna say i love jupiter's legacy at the same level that i love the boys in the umbrella academy and invincible as running very closely behind and it that is point, i've had more of the boys and the umbrella company i've had two mm-hmm. seasons to, to get to know these characters to understand their stories to get invested in their stories and i haven't had that as of yet with invincible um the boys to me just ekes out ahead because there were more surprises for me in this mm-hmm. than there were in the umbrella academy that's not to um, say either of those were better than the other because i appreciate no, both of all. those shows not the same all. It's just the All boys, four like you're shows saying, were yeah. done very well. Yeah, um, but I had there were more surprises for me. There was more like what the f- moments in the boys yeah. than there were in the other shows, and so for that, I have to give them props for that because it's hard to do that, set that bar for that first season, and then yeah. come in with the second season and do the same thing. Especially in this day and age with exactly. with social media and, and being like, out there. Yeah. And, in the age of spoilers, which you know, I try to dodge like I'm Neo in the Matrix, yeah. and <laughs> and with um, I know there's like such an oversatur- I don't want to use the word oversaturation, but there is such a saturation of this kind of content out right now that finding something that sticks out and and makes it feel different is pretty rare because we have we just yeah. there's just so well, much. Content. It's it's, it's also. It's also the actors and actresses yeah. of oh, that show living the gimmick. Because so, the like, big actors and actresses are getting in on these series, and it's a good and bad thing. We have this oversaturation, but, but it's, you can, here's the you part, can, is that we you have can combat over... the oversaturation when you live the gimmick. So, like, when when Carl Urban is being that asshole from the from the show yeah you kind of you kind of appreciate that when he's not giving any trade secrets or anything he's a more realistic asshole in that show um so like and and then when you have like you know when you have you know who's uh quaid Quaid. uh, his last name he's in total recall son quaid from total recall jack quaid Quaid. Quaid is dennis quaid's son okay 
Yes. I was just going to go through the whole Quaid family. Yes. <laughs> I know Not one the of crazy one up in Canada, no. Uh, yeah, I know one of them's a nutter, but besides that, that's, no. That's Randy. Uh, I, I almost gave it to the Umbrella Academy because Mary J. Blige in that first season dude, was the f- freaking phenomenal. Plus the yes. soundtrack for the Umbrella Academy. Amazing. Amazing. That's why I say, Frank, you would like Umbrella Academy because of – the song choices they choose the in the scenes. The just... soundtrack's amazing because they yeah. had, uh, they had a, and it was the last season. It was the last episode. They had a song of the interpreters covering Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy." I listened and to that who's five Eilish? times a week. It doesn't matter. She's a, doesn't matter. She's a weird chick with play. green hair, but she had a song that the interpreters, the ska band, did a really great version cover of and they added oh. it in this fight scene and it's so dope man that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes from that last season so going in my my answer was going to be the umbrella academy because of because not only is it so well acted the season you weren't are expecting really great, it and the music is so freaking phenomenal yeah but the boys just barely eked it out because like i said there was just more yeah w, like umbrella academy still Lore. has a certain formula to it where things will happen, but you you kind of know what's coming. Like, you know what the were, action beats are. They were yeah, both original, but the boys but the were boys, more original in the way that it it just kind of had that. It's like it had that sriracha on it, you know. Gritty. Yeah. <laughs> the boys sriracha came with that sriracha. They didn't tell you that they put. It's like when you pick up a piece of sushi and you don't put wasabi on it, but it was next to the wasabi, so there was a little wasabi on it. Yeah. That you didn't know it was there. Yeah. Then it hit your tongue like that. And you regret yes. it immediately. No, <laughs> yes. I don't. I yes. like wasabi, and it clears up my and later. So I'm good with it. That's why it's like that was good wasabi. <laughs> that okay. was good wasabi. All right, wasabi. that might be the title of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that is the title. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, good wasabi. wasabi. That's a good wasabi. But that's why I had to give it to the boys. But I do yeah. have to say that it was like it's it's like this with the Umbrella it Academy. Is. But yeah, if you don't end up watching the show. But, you know that's your thing, but at least yeah, we're gonna give you homework, track. Frank. You have to you binge watch yeah, these one of the shows. Oh, you, you got a lot. Yeah, you got a lot of homework. Find that Umbrella Academy. Um, but here's my point, and you will not be disappointed. It's my, great. Okay. My point is that yes, we cat we have an oversaturation of this, yeah. but it's an oversaturation of good. Yeah, superhero that's content. Like, it's, it's, I, didn't, I don't like using the word oversaturation because it kind of gives it a bad connotation. And I'm yeah. not trying to say that it's in a bad way. I'm just saying there's so much out there that although I'm enjoying all of it, yeah. it all kind of follows a similar formula. You're swimming. So when swimming. you find something that just kind of like smacks you in the face, because even now with Invincible, yeah, with the boys kind of set the – I don't want to say, yeah, did they set the president? Well, Blade was kind of bloody too with, with that gore with Castlevania. We're, now everything is – Let's push the gore as much as possible. Where before they held it back. Uh, actually, I think the person they pushed, made the moments count. The original person to push the label would be Eddie Murphy and fuck, uh, I forget his first Richard name. Richard Pryor, one of the one of the Wayans brothers. With oh, uh, Marlon. Marlon, no, uh, Damon. Damon, Damon, because it was Meteor Man. And blank man. Oh. Oh. Okay. The first yes. two good superhero movies. I said it. I dropped the mic, but it's attached. <laughs> they weren't on the, the four, though. Meteor so. Man was yeah. not who you think. Was uh, What was the Eddie uh, Murphy one? I thought that was Meteor thought Man. I thought that was Meteor Man. No, that's not Eddie no, Murphy. Was, no, that's um, somebody else. 
Um, That's Robert Townsend. That's right. Robert Townsend. What was the... Or no, what was it? Uh, what was the Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy? I thought he had a superhero he did a, movie. The Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, he did that one. Yes. Maybe that. I'm Interesting. Maybe I'm just confusing the two. Yeah. That was a pull. <laughs> yeah, but no, Meteor Man and Blank, uh, uh, Blank Man. They they were they were the originals because you know Blank Man, that infamous fucking. <laughs> he was scene. also the Adventures of Pluto Nash. There you right. go. The uh, the infamous scene though. in Blank Man yeah. to where he's like, I'm trying to protect the world from my children. He's like, man, you got to knock some boots first. That that kind of satirical look on a superhero Batman. Oh, my gosh. Was just so amazingly hilarious at the time. And Comedy Central ran it all the yeah. time. That was right up there with airheads, man. I think it's one of those things that's probably best left to memory. Oh yeah, so, yeah that that and uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> I should sit and watch any of that right now. That's not what you should do is go back and watch the A Team. <laughs> no, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> Fucking right. I think we have a new end credit for next week. Is <laughs> what what properties would you not want to go back and watch? Like first one I I think of is like Rocco's Modern Life, because Rocco's Modern Life they put out that new uh, movie on Netflix and I was like this sucks ass. I think anything that I watched from age like five to thirteen is probably hot garbage and I probably should not watch it. Although I did watch Alien from L.A. Does anybody remember that movie with Kathy Ireland? Where she I Alien from I, I remember. No? Oh I remember God. the picture of the, it's uh, of the free thing. free on YouTube with ads. It's something that I watched. A hell, I must have owned it because I watched it several <laughs> times. But no one else seems to have heard of this movie. I and I watched it no. expecting it to be terrible. And it was great fun. So I highly endorse that. But for the most part, what I watched as a child was absolutely terrible yeah yeah there's i mean it's not even just childhood sometimes your memories of a movie is just way wrong like uh what was it um robin hood men in tights hoodwinked i remember (laughs) robin hood men in tights that's not in that date range for me (laughs) so that would say robin hood men in tights is great because you got your first uh dosage of dave chappelle Yes. And of course, yeah. a young old man, Christopher Bristow, in the box. Oh, Terry Elways. Or Dennis Leary. I don't know. My I can God. never tell if it's an actual picture of him or Dennis Who Leary. Is, th- is that you? That is me. Oh, my yes. gosh. You're a little baby. Those yeah, big ass Dumbo ears. Did you have tape behind them? Were you trying to make nope. them that big? Nope, nope. That's just me. Who is that the headphones that pushed them back down? Wearing the, wearing the headphones just pushed your ears back? What happened, man? You were skinny as Mr. Stick from MTV. Remember him, the little popsicle <laughs> stick? Hello, I'm Mr. Stick. It was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yes, that's what it was. Uh, You're you really were... asking for it, aren't you there, we're bro? Really, <laughs> that was a really great segue. I'm asking for shit stains on my next couch. That's what I'm asking for. Uh, but I'm also asking for... <laughs> yes. Uh, thank God you can't see the map on your forehead. He looks like that guy from Ghostbusters. Oh, which one? Venkman. One that has no dick. 
dead. <laughs> oh, fuck, that was a good burn. That, that was a Rose Tyler burn, burn right there. I just don't know the guy's name. Bomb, yeah, we end what off with the. Name? Uh, I forget. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, we end off with the one the that shuts yous. down the reactor. Yes. Yeah. We end off with the thank yous with Jim Leahy. Or I'm so, yeah, Jim Leahy. Is this oh, true? Shit. Yes, he has no dick. Um, <laughs> Sean Ennis with a good old fashioned America. Oh. We want to thank Joe Gilmore and Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. And of course, this is always a long drawn out goodbye. I of course am. Matthew B. Grell, the Madman, in the purjanger of all hanger boxes. Katarina Thermoscaro, wonderful woman. We also have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have our special guest, Frank Percy, the ultimate anchor. And, of course, Big Brother, our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next time. As always, Walljangers, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh no, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it. Oh god. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. My past self said, fuck future man. Yeah, go ahead. I'll work. (laughs) And I do that all the time. Yeah, current Katarina has a problem with a lot of the decisions past Katarina has made. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's future Homer's problem. That's where I get it. I'm like, oh, fuck now, that guy. Huh, fuck that guy. He could deal with it then. He's good with problems. I'm like, oh, God, why did I do that to myself? Why don't I if love I myself? If I put it off, then I'll be older and therefore wiser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, it's that perfect storm, but everything still, you know, worked out great. Um, and I got everything in. And but you know what? I've been wanting to cut the news stories down because i want to give us more time to actually discuss shit because when we get off on a tangent we go to some really good places we do we do we get and i got and and also that podcast you were on i the what was it the the take the take it just kind of reminded me like what chris steve and i were doing yeah we did an hour and a half, I think, on three. It was three topics. Yeah, and I have the the Native Captain America is our first story. Oh, is it? I'll oh, try yeah. not to repeat stuff I said yesterday. <laughs> Keep an eye out for him. Uh, soon to be a mitt. Excellent, Smithers. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so Smithers, there's a rocket in my pocket. So they do theirs. No need to tell me, sir. Yard. Where do they do theirs? Streamyard. Okay. I do I know that old man? Uh it's just another service like Streamlabs. <laughs> oh, okay. Streamyard. All right. So they're still doing kind of same the same kind of thing. It's just that this I do like Streamlabs. I need I am taking Memorial Day week off. Right. So dude, I and I only have to use four PTO. So yeah. great. That's nice. That I, and I got like 30th and I come back to 7th and I'm like, yeah! Ultimate. What I like about StreamYard is that if somebody comments, it comes up on the side of the screen here. Uh, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that with this. There yeah, we is. can do that with Streamlabs. Hey, there you Frank! Hey, Zoom user. <laughs> <laughs>
What's up, guys? Hey. He's like, Good he was connecting you. the audio, cat. He didn't hear you. Oh. I oh, I, I just saw her wave. She's I using think. the force again, you know? I am. <laughs> the fact been? that we both did that at the same time. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Uh, so how you been, Frank? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I told busy. Frank earlier today that I voted for him. I did too, man. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. We're gonna get I the really word out. It. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna grab that link and I'm gonna put it in the description of the YouTube, the Facebook Live, and all oh, that. Man. I'm gonna put all that in in there, and we're gonna really ha- hit that hammer, man, because I love your artwork. Thank I you so much. Too. There's gonna be some new stuff that I'm doing. That's going to be at this this con that I'm going to have. It's Excellent. kind of a. Uh, I never had to do a like a poll before, you know. Yeah. Mark was <laughs> like, nice. "Vote for him! Vote for him!" I was like, "All right, what? Where do I? What am I? Wait, what am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, I thought the same way. Yeah. I was like, uh, "What's the can best you, one?" I feel. Frank, can you do me a favor and change sure. your your the name that appears here from Zoom user to new math? Noob he's got no. He's he's noob got master he's 69. got a new phone. Who this? <laughs> oh, but noob master, noob master 69. sixty nine would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Then Frank. Could the only be other master. one I could think of is uh, the one from Sam Witwicky on Transformers. Ladies, man, I forgot what the rest. Of it, I thought I think noob master. Oh, from the Shia LaBeouf. One two yeah. one nine seven. You know, I, I'd, I'd be able to do brain nice. surgery before I could fix that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a negative on that flyby ghost rider. The pattern is full. It's you know? okay. We'll we'll get our IT department to help you do that. Uh, and he's helped later. me out so far. He's awesome. Oh, I know. That's why I went into business I'd with say, him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if that, there's a that's person. Free furniture. Yeah, if they're, oh god yeah I, go. get, I get all his furniture and please have connor jump up and down less on this next couch um <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit a little bit just a little bit on it you're feeling it equally yeah. throughout the whole couch that would yeah be nice. yeah level yes, it out that's man. the other thing yeah yeah no those it, were power it, it, bombs it, it, on the it out equally it's not so bad you know exactly so we got a bomb podcast going here and we're gonna start it off by right good. now Going live. This is the long drawn out part right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I ramble. Um, Did you hear the when you weren't here and I tried to do that part at the end? No. No, I was not. Good. Don't revisit that one. I'll hear it. (laughs) I'll hear it in editing. Everything. Oh, by the way, I went pee, but everything you said, I will hear eventually if I don't skip over it in editing. <laughs> Sometimes I get really fucking lazy. I'm like, whatever, it's good. Like last time I went pee during a podcast, I was like, I'm going to edit that out. And I, I'm looking through. I was like, oh, I didn't edit that out. Yeah, fuck it. It's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to look up that actor's name. I forget the goddamn guy's name, but it, they I think they mentioned that guy. This man, it's true, this man has no dick. Yeah, that guy. Because he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, he was also the asshole in Die Hard on the plane. And yeah! Like, I, he was one of those guys that ended up being, I don't want to say he regretted it or anything, but being like, you know how people keep on going up to what's-his-name from Star Trek and saying, shut up, Wesley? Like they would like if they saw him walking down the street, they'd be like, "That man has no dick," you know, like that. Oh uh, yeah, that had to be like the original like um, 
Wyatt Russell, which if you didn't know, he's Kurt Russell's kid. Okay, yeah. Walter Peck. Yeah, Walter Wy- Peck. Yeah. Oh yeah, Walter Peck. Fuck. Yeah, but I found this interesting. Wyatt Russell, he's Kurt Russell's kid. And people were asking yep. him to do Snake Plissken. Which that would actually be a good good but throwback. But he said, I will never do Snake Plissken. He would never do that. See? Yeah. Young you kind of looks like that. That's him. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. If the old man would have grown that like beard at that time, no, that would have yeah, my, my my facial hair didn't go south yet. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been. You would have been walking down the street, and they would have been like, "That man no, has I, no I, dick." You know, that that hairstyle is more was more Rick Astley instead of Walter Peck. <laughs> well, it makes me feel like you're never going to give me up, <laughs> and you're going to never going to let me down. down, or let us down. You know, <laughs> never turn around and hurt me, or hurt you. Yes, or I know. <laughs> yeah. Never going to give. Never going to give. Um, Frank, thank you so much for joining us. Always a hey, pleasure, man. Thanks, guys. We we seriously do have to collab and do a D and D, a D and D for one online. Yes, and, and two, two is, is like the narration of a uh, of a comic book. Like you yes. give us. I want to talk paint. to you, Stephen. Uh, see what we can do, Matt Yeah, Matt man, absolutely. I will love doing that. Another thing yeah. I always wanted to talk to you about is I would love to get your version of like. The members of the Triforce podcast, you know, Katarina, Chris, Done. Uh, you know, Big Done. Brother and myself, Only Mark, one chin, you, one, one all chin. of us for like, I want um, uh, what like, you give me is what is what you're going to get, one, sweetie. I want one. like, uh, Take your heart don't, ins- don't hinder his creativity. No. Yeah, we're not I'm hindering be creativity. so naughty with a pencil. It's terrible. <laughs> but I want like and, a, a nice image we can put as our cover photo <laughs> and just us as you know, your version of our nerdy uh, counterparts, like superheroes, you know, char- video game characters. Old man I always saw as Cyborg because he remembers everything like a fucking computer. Obviously, Katarina's easy, Wonder Woman. Uh, Big Brother, I always saw him as Cloak. <laughs> From Cloak and Dagger, I always saw him as Cloak because okay. he's that okay. like, big brother. He would be more transparent than Cloak. All right. Uh, my well, now we have his name. Going to take off. Bye, cat. Bye, Bye cat. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, myself with a fedora, like Rocky. Uh, what was that? Uh, Rocky, not Rocky Squirrel. It was uh, it was a, it was like a, a chipmunk or a squirrel. And he was a spy. He had that hat over his eyes and the fucking oh, trench coat. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I do remember that. It was. Oh, my God. That is old. Yeah. Oh, That's my God. Throwback. Yeah. I'm a latchkey yeah, that kid. Is. That's all I watch. I watch. I watch TV. That that. All right. Yeah. He hey. gr- he raised me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. Right, same here. <laughs> you know, la- latchkey kid. TV raised me. I like think all I draw. That. You know. Anything I do brain surgery because I watch TV. You know. Yeah. yeah. So now my my awesome. my colleagues and I we say we took we took the easy route by going in IT because we were intelligent but lazy. <laughs> Nobody, nobody told me that was an option for IT. Yeah, I tried. You didn't. <laughs> IT. You're like, I no, it. I'm gonna go into automotive. I'm like, you are an S. <laughs> you already knew that. You already knew that, though. I uh, did, and that's why we get along. Yeah. After, after I got out of the deli. Yeah. 
well after. <laughs> but uh, this has been a great podcast, Frank. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on, man. You no always problem. Anytime, welcome. guys. It's always a blast. It's always a blast. We're gonna collaborate on some more stuff because that is that's really great. I would love doing D and D, and I would love narrating your comic book. That would be a fucking dream of mine. I would love that absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. we can make that we can make that an interactive Amazon series. So once we get enough built up for you, then we can actually pitch it. We already have it there for you and we and they they can push it out on their network. That'd be great. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just build out the content. You gotta have the content available for it. Yeah. It's just so great. And I I I I love your art style and I love the I love the whole premise of the book and I can't wait to read it. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. All right, guys. All right. Logging All right, guys. off. See you next week, Wall Jaggers. Bye-bye. Peace. We want everybody to go ahead and hit that subscribe button right here, right above my head. That's going to be every single Triforce playlist. And, of course, above the Purjanger box, that's where you're going to find the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. And as our main man, Connor, always says, One Punch! One Punch!